Hello and welcome to episode two of I Still Into It, a podcast with me, your host Mikey. Today's episode, I want to be discussing atmosphere and melody, particularly into relation with two of the best punk albums ever and one of the best black metal records ever, drawing a bit of a comparison between Remains of the Day and Ulva. And the reason I'm talking about these artists together is I actually think they have more in common with each other than they do with the particular records and genres that they sort of existed in at the time, so both crust punk and black metal. So the remainder of the day records I'll be talking about are An Underlying Frequency and Hanging On Rebellion, both of which are going to be re-released by Alert Antifascista Records in May. I'll talk about that in a bit more detail in a sec. And the black metal record is Bergtat by Olva, which is an absolutely incredible record. And yeah, I just wanted to kind of explore how sort of, again, atmosphere and melody and new ideas created these sort of new subgenres within subgenres and that often to the gnashing of teeth and frustration of the kind of true gatekeepers, gatekeepers of these subgenres. So, you know, really true crust punks or true black metal heads, I think, probably think that these bands are kind of garbage. But uh, the joke's on them because these albums are absolutely amazing. I'm going to be playing a track from each of the Remains of the Day records, but I won't be doing so with Olver just because I'm a little scared of copyright stuff with bigger metal labels and bands. However, it's very easy to find a way to listen to Bergtat. It's on both Spotify and YouTube and various other channels. And so I really, really recommend that you do so. So beginning with Remains of the Day, as mentioned before, the records will be reissued by Alerta Antifascista in May of this year. They've been remixed and put together with new artwork by Alex CF, these absolutely beautiful watercolor portraits of the original album covers very tasteful and I think very respectful of the history of these albums. These aren't reduxes or reboots, they're just allowing a way for these records to shine a little bit more. In terms of sound, Remains of the Day are an amazing mix of crust and anarcho-punk and peace punk, aided again with just this use of an electric violin which creates a completely otherworldly atmosphere to them. They have a huge amount of really driving bass with a lot of like melodic flourishes the guitar and violin sections are more kind of an ethereal wash hanging over things it's the rhythm section that actually keeps this really powerful and driving some of the drumming on both of these records is just absolutely amazing in terms of you know varied tempos and really hammering these d beats which just keeps this kind of punk heart beating away at it and also when the band holds back into kind of more subdued and mournful sections they again the rhythms are really just what keeps this all coming together there's this really extremely defiant and powerful kind of edge to these albums they also have this whole thing that i have about what i call hidden melodies and these are i feel melodies that you're feeling rather than hearing so when certain production styles or certain ways that music are arranged means you have to kind of train your ear to listen to them a bit more clearly and a bit more active or intent listening you just have this sensation that it's a melody that you're not necessarily hearing directly but it's kind of bleeding through in other instruments or other parts of the production and I just really love the sort of transformation that kind of happens when you're listening to music in that way the fact that these records 
were being reissued and remixed, there was an initial worry I had that cleaning up their sound might lose some of these hidden melodies and might lose some of this atmosphere because, in a way, the production limits are what's created that. But fortunately, the kind of wall of sound that kind of permeates around these albums is very much present and it's actually just really cool to hear these new sections and new clearer dynamics whilst also having yeah this sort of murk and kind of strangeness to them which is just super super lovely so the first record i'll be talking about is 2001's underlying frequency on this one i feel like there's a bit more black metal a bit more double kick drum and it's a bit more chaotic and experimental I love the frantic pace of it. There's a really youthful abandon to how these songs are arranged. You can really feel this energy of this kind of, let's get to this next section and like, let's do this bit here and let's put this riff here. And it, it's just really, really cool to hear. There's a definite mixture of things like early neurosis and amoebics and the sludgy side of crust punk with also a lot of post-punk melody going on as well. The songs have a ton of twists and turns going on and it just really yeah just has this kind of wonderful energy to it um i'll be playing the track remains of the day betrayal this intro just gives me shivers every single time i hear it it's just really really amazing enjoy Thank you. 
pretty great, right? So now moving on to 2003's Hanging on Rebellion and just going to need a little bit of a moment with this one. Um, this album means a huge amount to me in terms of the things that I've done in the last decade of my life and the places I've been and the people I've met. Uh, it would basically be completely disingenuous for me to not acknowledge what a huge, a huge effect it had on Fall of Ephrafa and also the different politics and activities and things I was up to at that time. It's really bound up in this record and it it all started when I still remember the first time of going round to Alex's house in Brighton and being played the first track off Hanging on Rebellion and literally feeling like the world had kind of shifted. I had this really, really powerful sense of this is the band I've wanted to hear my entire life. Just really, really felt like at the time I was listening to more sort of driving melodic hardcore and punk and I still loved metal, but I was trying to find stuff that had drive and passion and melancholy, but without metals over technical aspects and also stuff that sounded heavier and fuller than punk. And this album was the gateway drug to me for a whole new world of punk and hardcore. And I'd like to, again, perhaps talk about that in future episodes. But yeah, basically the first time I heard Dreaming Drowning was just this complete sort of transformation and sense of, oh my God, what is this? Are there, are there other bands like this? This is just so, so incredible. Um, the more chaotic and erratic nature of underlying frequency has become far more focused and the songwriting arrangement of this record is just perfect. There is this startling, beautiful, hopeful energy to this record, but it's not hope as a liberal deceit or it's something that you've snatched from the jaws of defeat, something that you've clutched just by the end of your fingertips. Hope that is one. Uh, it's you know something that's just emerging from the surrounding darkness. And again, you know, I'm really going to town on describing this album just because it's just so awesome. And I think you know the, the, just the sense of drama and like energy to it, it was just really indescribable when I was first hearing it and I think again listening to some of the remixes of this record now it's just allowing it to breathe even more it's just revealing these new layers and so it's just so cool that these reissues are happening and I really hope that it provides the band with a new audience and that the fans who already love them have a chance to get their hands on them because these are you know in terms of like an influence on DIY punk and hardcore sounds last decade particularly in mainland Europe like its influence is absolutely gigantic and so yeah the chance for the more people to hear about it is just a wonderful thing I'll include a link to Alerty Antifascista Records on my page and I really recommend you go and check out that label and see some of the other releases that put out on it Timo is a wonderful guy and yeah you should definitely support what he's doing um, the track that I'm wanting to play off this is Comb of Prestige again if you just listen to this intro what it's doing in it's first 20 seconds and the way the tension and excitement builds with the violin and bass and guitars it's just absolutely breathtaking enjoy <laughs>
Okay, so that was the awesome remains of the day. And now going to move on to the black metal record that's part of this discussion, which is Olver's Bjergtet. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce the full uh, Norwegian title because it would just be painfully embarrassing, but it translates as Spellbound, a fairy tale in five chapters. And so the reason I wanted to chat about Olver in relation to the remains of the day is I think that there are both atmospheric and perhaps kind of creative ideas that tie these records together but there's also certain aspects of the instrumentation and music that I think is also a massive link to them as well so on this Olver record uh, a lot of melody comes from these driving really present bass lines and for both crust and metal bass is usually something that's either just playing root notes or just isn't present at all and so to have it leading the melody on a lot of these songs is actually just a really, really awesome and very different sounding thing to have. And it's also linked to really inventive drumming with a huge range of dynamics going on. For a black metal album, there is a lot of Bergtat, which is not actually blast beats. And for an album to come out right in the middle of the second wave alongside the more repetitive style of the likes of Dark Throne is really impressive. This record alongside Emperor's In the Nightside Eclipse and Satyricon's Nemesis Divina. They're my kind of big three of second wave Norwegian black metal, but this record is the one that I revisit the most. As I mentioned before, the whole kind of hidden melody thing is a part of this as well. You can say that I think for quite a lot of black metal, the guitar parts are very washed out and atmospheric. The production is far less brittle than a lot of BM at, from around that time, and I just feel like you can really inhabit this sound. It's very hazy, but you also really clearly hear all of the different instruments. Also on the album cover, you have just this image of a forest. It is just trees, no people, no animals, no demons, no monsters, uh, only the forest, and only the forest is there, ever-present, and watchful and again like the remains of the day covers that depict landscapes just devoid of people um, they're really something I think that you just musically step into you as a listener enter this world that's being created and it's for you to experience alone and in solitude I think also the fact that the people involved with writing and creating the records they were all in their early 20s when they remained when they did these remains of the day albums and this over record and I think when they did so, there's just this far more energetically experimental and perhaps less concerned with the orthodoxies of the genres that they're in and just wanted to create and push their own way forward and create their own vision. I think when you're creating music at that age, you're doing it in a really unselfconscious way. You're not sort of overthinking things. You just love certain things so much and just want to try and combine them and just see and just experiment. and. I think that's what's so amazing about creating music free from genre limitations and you're just trying to provide a new lens on what has come before. Other elements that tie these records together are also things like the amazing use of uh, clean vocals, particularly on the opening track, and the strange acoustic guitar interludes, the flourishes of piano, uh, even a section when you hear someone's footsteps through a woodland it just kind of adds this otherworldly almost dreamlike quality that Bergtat has uh, it also has the best guitar solo on a black metal record ever the opening track at about three minutes in it's just incredible 
every time I hear it, it sets the hairs on the back of my neck on end. It's so emotive and so restrained. I just instantly feel like I'm on this kind of huge vista or like fjord just gazing out to the horizon. And uh, also as a side note, anyone who's spent a lot of time listening to The Mantle by Agalok, I feel like they try and recreate the guitar solo on the song in the shadow of our pale companion and they just completely ruin it at the end with this very OTT and horrendous guitar sweep that is just really, really tasteless and just kind of comes out of nowhere and I've basically trained myself to teach myself how not to hear that when I'm listening to that album. Um, speaking of Agalok, there are a ton of sections on Bergtat where it's clear where they got their ideas from. The folk track that happens just before the last song on the record uh, is basically the chord sequence that Agalok have used on most of their discography and subsequently Olver's influence on the whole Cascadian black metal movement. I think it's pretty, pretty obvious. And again, I love those albums. These albums channel something else and the whole kind of grey metal reverence for nature and this sort of rain-drenched, hazy approach to atmospheric music is just really, really awesome. Um, I was completely obsessed with The Mantle. It's such an amazing record, well worth spending some time with. Um, yeah, I think that's, again, as I said at the beginning of the episode, definitely try and find a copy of this record to listen to and maybe then listen to the Remains of the Day records and see if any of the things that I've talked about have kind of aligned or brought things together I just really love that these albums have a ton of really just powerful recordings and it really takes you somewhere and it's just so cool that even on multiple listens there's still things to return to so that's about it for me thanks so much for listening I will see you next time (laughs) 